This is Laura Van Arendongba, and you're listening to To Write and Have Written, a writer's guide to the business side. This is an audio recording of the weekly live stream where you can join us each Tuesday on Twitch. Details and a schedule of upcoming guests and topics can be found at lauravab.com. Now to this week's episode. All right, hello everybody. It is Tuesday night, at least in the land of Laura. This is To Write and Have Written. I'm Laura Van Arndonkbaugh. If it's not Tuesday night where you are, happy time zone to wherever you are. And I am really excited about tonight. This is going to be good. So um, uh, first thing, just a reminder. It's the beginning of the month. Have you done your author snapshots? So uh, we were, we did a walkthrough of those. Um, so if you if you missed that, feel free to go back, catch that show up. We just walked through, but it's just tracking uh, your data and your numbers. And remember, the data does not judge you. Okay, they're just numbers so that we can see things. That's it. And um, brief brag moment: Crown and Creed is in the uh, is semifinals for Reader's Choice Award. So I will be totally nagging people about that at some point in the month. So just there's my thing. And that's enough news because we're done with that uh, because I want to get right into everything else that's going on tonight. Let me let me hop over to my magical button. <gasps> there we go. Look, it's Margaret. So tonight I am absolutely thrilled to have Margaret McGriff uh, to talk about content marketing and Star Wars and anything else that comes up. Uh, so true story. Uh, oh, hi, Red Sh- Shy Red Fox and Fifi Worldsmaker are here in the chat. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, so a true story, when I first started putting together notes uh, last summer about what if I did a you know, streaming show to talk about you know, the business of creativity and all of that, and I was writing down names uh, of people that I wanted, and this was one of the first names that I wrote down. <laughs> and then, oh, I'm not even lying. And, um, and so I wanted her last year. That didn't work out, but I snagged her for tonight. So <laughs> for the next hour, she's ours. So please bring yes. all the questions. Um, so, and I couldn't say this until I had Margaret on the screen, but happy Star Wars Day, everybody. May the fourth be Star with Wars you. Guys. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. Name one, and, baby Yoda number oh one. Oh, my gosh. He greens yes. out in your background. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. I got to keep him in the camera. That's yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the baby, cool. baby one. And I got it. I go. got to show up. I got my Mara Jade shirt on for today. There we go. Yeah. Oh, so. sweet. Sweet. All right. So we're all, we're all representing. Here we go. Okay. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so let's jump into content marketing and, um, hi Grace. Welcome. Sorry, Margaret. I didn't warn you. I'm a little like, I have like Laura <laughs> persona and then I have chat to the chat and that's uh, it. Like, I love it. it. I love it. So, I love it. But I'll feed you questions as they come in. I'm sure they Perfect. will come up. Um, so just this week, I found this quote, um, and it was actually to find a way voices article about marketing. And I loved it. It said, if you're an author that doesn't know the difference between CPMs and CTAs, the world of content marketing will be a natural fit and pairs nicely with your email marketing. And I was like, that is perfect. This is why I like it content is. marketing. So it just, is. I, yeah, I don't have to, um, we can set aside that spreadsheet that we talked about <laughs> just a moment ago. Um, yes, it, it does play a part, but not in the beginning. I think yes. when you're new, it's all about having fun and playing around and kind of see what you're doing. And then when you get a little bit more established, we have to do that little adulting, aka the spreadsheets, just to make sure we know what's working. So we're not, <laughs> you know, spinning our wheels and, and doing things that but remember, are not working for us. You are bigger us. than the spreadsheet. You are stronger <laughs> than the spreadsheet. You do not let the spreadsheet bully you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I have been saying content marketing a lot, uh, but we haven't actually talked about what content marketing is. I, in the in the social media leading up to the show, I said it was my favorite, but that's all the explanation. So would you like to do the, the professional nugget okay. of what is content marketing? Okay, so you can think of content marketing as pretty much the art of selling something without outwardly selling something. And that's probably why it's your favorite because it takes all of that slimy, salesy, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, things that we like don't want to do. Um, and it's great because a lot of companies are embracing that. So something as simple as a commercial that we see all the time is like the perfect piece of content marketing. A lot of times you're so caught up in the story that you don't even realize what the product is. And then they'll have that little, little thing at the end that says, 
Google or Facebook or Apple, you know? So that's one of the wonderful things about content marketing is you don't, you yourself don't even realize you're selling something, but, and that's the whole point. So if you don't feel like you're selling something, then you're doing it right. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. And, and that is, definitely why it's my favorite. <laughs> I can be like, so let me talk about the things that interest me. And okay. by the way, you now know that I have a book as opposed to, would you like to buy my novel? I swear my mom <laughs> likes it, you know? Like, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. So I'm going to pause real quick because we got a couple things in the chat that I want to pull in um, that are still on the Star Wars day and everything. We have, uh, may the LaForge be with you. Yes. Okay, we're, we're going to let that one go. Um, and then PJ Zufit, um, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, has a fitness program con combined with uh, animal welfare and conservation and such. And she, she mentioned that she was forgot about May the 4th because she was wrapped up in tomorrow being Cinco de Rhino. <laughs> so, all right. Um, and hi, Bridger. Welcome. You're not late. We're just uh, getting excited yeah. about Star Wars and, and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Um, so we are talking about, well, let's just, let's just talk about like, first, like, how can I get started with content marketing? Because it's, it's one of those phrases that sounds large and daunting, like content marketing. So, yeah. um, so like, what, what's my first step? Where's my beginner? How can I, how can I start as baby steps of content marketing? Okay. It, honestly, it's it's kind of like before we even get to the baby steps, because I like that you brought up the fact that content marketing sounds like overwhelming. So think of it as outlining your story, because that's exactly what you're doing in your content marketing. You are telling a story and every story starts with the character. It starts with the hero of your story. So when you're doing writing a novel, it's your main character, your heroine, your elf, your dwarf, your warrior, whatever that is. With content marketing, it's your reader. Your reader is the hero of your story. You are, pretend that your reader is, and, and even though I know it's Star Wars Day, but I love Lord of the Rings too. So we're just going to throw this in here real quick. So imagine it's your never, Gandalf. It's never a bad day for Lord of the Rings. Never a bad day for Lord of the Rings, right? So imagine you're Gandalf and you show up in the Shire and say, come on an adventure with me, right? Like that's basically your role in the story of your reader. So when you are starting content marketing, the very, very, very first thing you need to do is know who your reader is. You have to know who you're speaking to, what they like, what they don't like, what they look for, what they're reading, what they're watching. Do they celebrate Star Wars Day? I mean, something as simple as if you know they love Star Wars, there's so much content marketing that you can do around just the fact that it's Star Wars. So that is like your starting point is your reader, is really taking that time please take that time. Because me, I learned the hard way of not taking time. So take the time to know who your reader is. And then the ideas will start flowing, what to share, where to share it, how to share it. You know, it all goes back to your reader. Like that is the core piece. So. And speaking of everything starts, every story starts with the character. I realized while you were speaking that I got so excited, I kind of didn't tell anybody who you were. So um, <laughs> maybe, maybe I, I was just like, hey, I'm so excited. I, I really wanted Margaret on the show. Let's go. You should just be excited. I, I really me, know what I'm is, talking about. I really do yeah. know what I'm talking about. But, I promise. She's legit. Okay. Um, so, so Margaret uh, does work in marketing and is an author with books that you can, that she markets, uh, you can buy. So, um, and actually I, I, let, let's give your, let's give your most recent, um, fiction, a, a little plug. It's called the secret library, which yes. right off the bat, great title we're, we're in, we don't need any more. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I know it has, I know it has pirates. I know it has yeah. treasure hunting nuns. Um, I, I feel like that's also like, we don't have to go any further than that. Um, but I, I have not gotten, it's, it's, it's only up and out like a couple of weeks, I think. Right. And I'm still yeah. like TBR is I'm currently in the reading things for professional reasons 
not for funsies uh, segment of my yeah. reading list. So I'm going to let you, uh, if we need any more beyond secret library, treasure hunting nuns, <laughs> pirates, if we need any more than that, I'm going to let you give it to us. Um, okay. But, but that's as no worries. I, I <laughs> yeah, no. Well, the secret library is the second book in my YA pirate fantasy series. Um, it does star a treasure hunting nun and she was a wonderful accident because um, she came out in the first book. She also had a, a main role in the first book, but um, basically the secret library has all the things that she needs to know in order to help her sister, who's a twin and a pirate kind of save the world. So she has to brave this cursed jungle. I miss with that a... we also have a twin. Treasure hunting nuns yes. with twins. Yes, like, yes, okay, yes, yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, identical twins. So her, her sister, became a pirate and she became a nun. So that happened in book one, Macario Scepter. So that's that whole thing. Um, but she kind of goes off on her own adventure with a very grumpy pirate captain and the guy that's supposed to arrest them both for what happened in book one. So they all get stuck in a cursed jungle and it's all mayhem and crazy from there. <laughs> so I can kind of describe it from there, dude. Shiren so Fox says it sounds fun and work appropriate goth says twin nun pirate, I'm all in. So <laughs> yeah. All right. And you know, um, and I can bring this back to content marketing, right? Because when I released Macario Scepter and I was reading reviews, which reviews also count as content that you can use, everybody loved the treasure hunting nun. And someone was like, there's a treasure hunting nun. So I'm like, okay, so we're going to roll with that. We're going to ride with that, you know? And um, that's what I used to help with the content for book two. So that, that definitely helps in knowing your reader and kind of knowing what they want and what they love, what they loved in your books and in and, and the characters that stood out. So that way, you know what to talk about online that'll pique their interest. So kind of yes. bringing so it all back. Of, it's a little bit of writing to market. Not that oh, I'm going to go find, you know, that I'm going to go do focus groups and find out people went, you know, X, yeah. but you're seeing what people are most excited about. And you're like, I I've already written this. I'm just going to lean a little harder into. Exactly. And if yeah. you're just starting out, don't worry too much about it. It's really about, because like I said, in book one, the treasure hunting nun was totally not planned. Like that was not a thing, you know? So write that first book. Always. Yeah. <laughs> she came, she came out in such a rewrite because the first time around she was so bland and my editor was straight up with me. She's like, she, she needs something. So I'm watching Indiana Jones one day and I said, Hmm, what if I sent this nun on a treasure hunting quest with like temples and monsters and hidden chambers? Let's just see how that goes, you know? And that became the thing that readers really loved about the story, you know? So yes. But that first book, don't worry too much. Write the story that's in your heart. Have an editor that knows what he or she is talking about that can help bring that story shine. Pay attention to what readers are saying. Read those reviews. Find those comp titles or books that are similar to yours, whether in theme or character, all those kinds of things. And then you can start building upon your content marketing. You can get a better feel and idea for how that all kind of works. So, Yeah. Bridger says in the chat, accidental treasure hunting nun is the best. And, <laughs> and Kate points out, you can't plan for treasure hunting nuns. So. No, no, but you really can't. Treasure but hunting nuns really do what they want, okay? They just show up, they do the thing, okay. They, um, they, they do the thing. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that you walked me back that our baby step actually starts with a babier step of, you know, mm -hmm. I need to know who I'm trying to reach, you know, who, who mm -hmm. am I trying to get excited with this stuff yeah. that I'm excited about, because, you know, if I go to, you know, I don't know, a, a collection of, I'm sorry, sorry, guys, I'm just gonna, I have, I have friends in this profession, but I'm throwing you under the bus, you know, so <laughs> if I've got, um, you know, my, my, my accountants, or my, you know, my tax assessors, or, you know, whatever, and I'm like, treasure hunting nuns, and they're like, hmm, can we assess that, you know, like, it's, you know, it might not be the best match, um, yes. but, Okay, so I've got an idea now. I've, I've, I've picked out one or two real or imagined people that I'm like, okay, these people will like this thing mm -hmm. that I'm all in on. Um, now what do I do? Find out where these people hang out. Where are they? Are they on Bookstagram, which about 99.9% .9 of readers are for the most part? Um, do they have groups on Facebook? 
And before you kind of jump in, in all of our excitement and like, oh, we want to do all the things, take the time to kind of listen. Like, you know how you walk into a room of strangers, you kind of feel the room, see what they're talking about, see what they're jazzed about, see what they're psyched about, and then kind of figure out how your book fits in. So for example, if we're talking about quirky characters, I know treasure hunting none, that's it. Realm Makers is a community where we are Christian authors with a Christian faith. I know Treasure Hunting Nun is going to fit. You know, um, if it's, you know, romance, maybe I'm not going to lean into that too much, but maybe let's talk about my enemies to lovers trope that I know is in my book. So kind of reading the room and you want to kind of slide into the conversations. You don't want to be like, hey, here's my thing, but kind of slide into the conversations and, and just find those common grounds before you kind of go all in and people are like, you know, who are you? You know, you got to convince them a little bit. That's, that's part of the journey is kind of convincing them that you have a story that they like. So how can you convince them? You talk the same talk, you read the same books, you watch the same TV shows. I have readers that I had for a book tour that I did for the first book. And I find out she loves Supernatural and we are in DMs all day talking about Supernatural. You know, it's, there's there's no play on that. But when it came time for Secret Library, I didn't have a hard time asking her if she wanted to do get an advanced copy and leave a review because we've established that relationship already. So it's really important to fill your way around, make connections, network with people. That's why content marketing should start before you have a book published because then there's no pressure to sell anything right? Because you have nothing to sell, (laughs) you know? So make those friends. I want to just go back and underline something you said at the beginning, because I need this, like, I don't know, maybe we can clip this moment (laughs) in Twitch or whatever, but when you said like the most important thing is to start listening when you walk into that social, like, I wish all of social media people (laughs) understood this, like, um, because we've all, I mean, I'm assuming we've all been there. I've definitely had this happen multiple times where I'm in a group that exists for purpose A and somebody walks in and says, I too like purpose A. Would you like to hear about my object for sale to relate? You know, and you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, well, like, it's so oh. cringy. And, you, and, and, and like even it's great because even in a totally virtual, totally digital space where nothing is happening in real time, there's still an awkward pause where nobody <laughs> wants to respond to that comment. Oh. And, you know, um, no. and, you know, I'm in a, uh, I'm in a group right now. It's a professional group. Um, it's not all authors. Some people are authors. Some people are creating other things. I am entering my fourth month in this group and I have not yet made a pitch of my stuff. <laughs> I'm building credibility in this group. Yes. I'm being helpful to other people. And at some point, somebody's going to say, oh, you know, so, so what do you have? And, um, and, you know, I'm not going to like wait four years for that to happen, but I'm not going to walk. If I walk in and be like, buy my stuff, I have no credibility. Yeah. I'm just a jerk. No. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So. It's, it's the art of selling without selling. And I think, think of it as, um, I had one person in the group talk about how she, she felt kind of weird and cringy having people like kind of, you know, like buy my book. And I'm like, well, come to it as a place of service. Like, and again, you have to listen in order to find out what that problem is. And in the book world, it may be hard to pinpoint the problem, but maybe it's, there needs to be more pirate books in the world. You know? So if I see someone that comments about, I read this book and this book and gosh, I wish there were more pirate books. Like you said, Laura, I'm not going to say, Hey, I have one. I'm a friend you. I'm going to like some of your posts. I'm going to give my own recommendations of pirate books that I've read that are cool. And then by the time you come to my Instagram page, you're going to know because the first line on my bio is YA pirate fantasy author, you know, so yeah. that's, that's but the by way then you already have a reason to be coming and being interested. Yeah, exactly. So Bridger has in the, in the chat. This is great. She says like how every email in my inbox today is star Wars. Hello, nerds. Please give money to large business. Very nerdy business. Please money. That's exactly. Yeah. And, and PJ's pointing out, be genuinely helpful. That's the thing yes. is um, we are culturally, socially, probably biologically, I don't even know, conditioned like for a little bit of an obligation. Like I was nice to you, mm-hmm. so you will be nice to me and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Don't use that for evil. Okay. Don't. No. <laughs> but no. it's okay to be like, I have, sh- have you seen, you know, uh, 
Rex Smith and Kevin Klein in Pirates of Penzance. Like, this is great. Like, have you seen, okay, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. And then when I love that, I'll be like, hey, she has good pirate recommendations, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. It, it's, it's all about being of service and contributing to the community, not trying to be like the loudest voice in the room. And I think with the launch of my second book, I honestly didn't even feel like it was launching with the secret library because they took the last two or three years because the first book took about two years to come out. So the last two or three years building all these relationships, it was like, oh, hey, can you? Sure, I'll read the cop. I'll read an art copy. Hey, you, no, don't worry about it. Send, I have people emailing me, send me the picture of your cover because I heard it's coming out today. Let me put it on Instagram. It wasn't hard to do because these are relationships that I have built. I have beta read for people. People have marketing issues. If they're like, hey, I have no idea what to put in my newsletter. I'm like, hey, let me give you like three or four different bullet points to put in your newsletter. Like try that, you know, or. On that note, people, the next time Margaret's link rolls around in the chat, like on her front page is a thing of here's five things to write in your author newsletter because we know you're staring at it, like <laughs> gnawing your teeth and, you know, just you know, whatever. So like check that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, she does this professionally. She can help you. Okay. Um, but, uh, and, 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 and Kate, by the way, you can Kevin Klein and sing in the chat anytime. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so I will totally, the Pirates of Penzance is always welcome. Um, where were we? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> very excited. There. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's um, cool. But yeah, so that was that's. I, I think here here's the take takeaway is content marketing is not, it's not selling. It's me getting to enthuse, with benefits. Precisely. Precisely. It's it's like delivering value, right? Like it's it's giving that and that value, of course, is entertainment. It's a place to geek out about something. It's someone to come to when they have an issue or a problem or someone that just, you know, that needs support, you know. And and I feel like the more you give to our community, the more it gives back to you. And and that's something that I really learned this year because like I said, my last launch, you know, I didn't do nearly as much as I did with my first. And it was much more successful because I was out there just meeting with people. I have a group of writers. We get together every Friday when Mandalorian was on and we have watch parties and I'll host a thing. I'm like, you like Mando? You like Mando? Okay, cool. Listen, I have a Disney Plus account. Every Friday is like our standing appointment. And sometimes we talk about Mandalorian. Sometimes we talk about writing. They need graphics done. I'm more than happy to help with graphics if I have a problem. It, it turns into that type of community that I know that we all kind of help each other. And it's all around Star Wars. It's just like, you know, hey, you like it? I like it. All right, cool. Let's talk about it, you know, and, and not yeah. be so shy or be so you know this person's gonna think I'm annoying no nine times out of ten we want that connection so just reach out to people and have fun with it you know it's it's not something that you should feel pressured to do you know and if you look all around you content marketing is literally all around you I mean gosh perfect example that new phase four Marvel trailer dropped yesterday not one of them said go to the movies it gave you a whole story that you were crying and cheering and crying and cheering. And then all it said was see at the movies done. Marvel has all of my money. They have all of my money. Just take all of my checks because (laughs) that face was so great. And it touched on everything that me, the Marvel fan or I either reader loves about Marvel. It hit all of the right notes. So when you really know your reader, it's not going to be hard to, like you said, enthuse them or get them excited or get their interest peaked about something that you're working on, you know? Yeah. So, um, Tony Britton in the chat says, wait, so entertaining myself and others with memes is a form of marketing. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Whether it's a meme about like, if you know, your reader likes star Wars and you find a meme about thinking real hard and like, this is what I look like, you know, of my draft. Like I had one with baby Yoda and it was like, he was all perky writing the first draft. And then we got to editing. He's literally laid out on the floor and I'm like, yep, that's me all day. <laughs> you know, It's funny. It shows off my personality. It shows that I love star Wars. And if I love star Wars nine times out of 10, my stories are kind of going to fall along the same lines, whether it's having a big cast of characters, taking place in a far off land, having some cool tech, whatever it is. It, it, in that little meme, you already told 
your reader a lot about yourself. And it was fun for you. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think like that's, that's a great point is, um, you know, there's, we, we can kind of segment ourselves without breaking down into labels and, and other things which are awkward, but just like, Hey, I'm going to wave this flag. Who likes it? You know, and, and yeah. you can you get people in and, um, you know, one thing that I say a lot, uh, those of you who are here regularly, just plug yours and hum or move your mouth with me. You already know where I'm going. <laughs> but, um, you know, like a significant part of marketing is filtering out people who are not your target audience. So when I, you know, post, you know, Lord of the Rings jokes or, or you know, whatever. And, um, you know, if you're like, what is Lord of the Rings? It's not that you absolutely won't like my stuff, but you're probably not already in that line waiting to buy, right? Like, yeah. Um, you know, it's just that you know, that that's you 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 probably I, I have a lot of fantasy fans in my readership. <laughs> that's probably a thing they're aware mm-hmm. of. And um, so it's a it's an easy way to do some market definition without having to feel gross and labely and mathy and all those things. Yeah, knowing that you are not supposed to be marketing to everybody. And I think a lot of new authors get hung up on the fact that my idea idea is everybody. No, it's not. (laughs) You know, I want everyone to read it. Now, does crossover happen? Absolutely. But if you look at, let's say, again, being at a Star Wars day, you know, opening day of Star Wars back in 1979 for episode four, not everybody was going to see it. You had your core. I was oh, there. Oh, 77. Okay. I was, I was cool. small, but I was there. <laughs> I was in at the beginning. Get off my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. I, I didn't start going to the movies until about the prequels, which is kind of bad. But, you know, VHS is a wonderful thing. So I kind of dated myself there with the first ones. But they weren't everybody. It was a, a, a real core group of nerds that went to go see Star Wars. Like nobody knew what this was about. And then when that little group of nerds came out and started talking about how cool this thing was, movie two, you got a little bit more. Movie three, you got a little bit more until you get that crossover. But the, the writers catered to one specific type of reader. So this crossover happened. It does. But if you start marketing to everybody, number one, you're going to get lost. And then number two, you're going to be so overwhelmed and stressed. And neither one of those things are really good for you, writing-wise, career-wise, or any of those things. So try to be as super, super specific, you know, as you can. You know, I I think of like my ideal reader loves a fast-paced book. So I'm not going to write a 500-page Game of Thrones novel. I like Game of Thrones. I actually read it, but that's not something that I'm going to compare my book to because that's not what my reader likes, you know? And if somebody says this book was too fast for me or whatever, that's cool. The book wasn't necessarily for you and to be okay with that, you know? So and I think that's, that's a big thing is learning to be okay with that. Cause especially when you're starting out, you're like, oh, I lost somebody. That's like 16% of my audience, you know, because I only know of eight people, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and it can feel really traumatic, but no, 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 no. You're focusing. It's, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's okay. You're, you're, yeah. you're focusing and in and yeah. And it's good to start small. Like, and, and I've noticed this too, in like the last couple of years, just listening to different podcasts of different authors who are speaking and a lot of new authors uh, forget the fact that these people have been in the game for a long time, you know, like shadow and bone, like how many books did it take in order to, to get on Netflix? She wrote like a trilogy, two duologies and still has books coming out in order for her to get that Netflix deal. And that's pretty quick. You know, if you look at game of Thrones, he wrote those books in like the eighties, you know, before it became a movie. So to understand that this is a long game, And if you want longevity, if you're looking for something that you want to build a career, it's going to be slow going and you want it to be because then there's no pressure to be perfect. You can play around. You can try the thing. If you try the thing and you had five people and you lost two, it's not like you had 5,000 people and lost 4,099, right? Like that's, that's, 
that is all about perspective, right? So by the time you get good and you double down on what really works, then that's when you'll see the audience grow. And that's when you see the audience build. I mean, Secret Library is my sixth book. Macario Scepter is my fifth book. You know, I had four books come out before then. They went absolutely nowhere because I didn't take my own advice. So I said, all right, let's start over, right? (laughs) Let's start over and uh, let's build a brand. Let's understand who the reader is. And like I said, that took like two years. And even then after each release, I go back to my ideal reader and say, okay, what were they really liking? What did they love and kind of go from there? And that's where kind of like that right to market, but you can't write to market if you don't know who your market is. You know, yeah. and, so, and I not not to not to diss writing to market because a lot of really smart people do really well with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm always going to say like the first thing has to be something I can get excited about because if yes. I'm right, I could I write a book that would sell a truckload of copies and make me money and and just totally follow what's hot right now. Yeah, I could, but I would hate it. Okay? And I would, I would hate me and I would hate working on it. And, you know, like, I don't know, maybe it depends on how much money it would make. I don't know. But you know, the point is that I'm not going to, it's not going to be fun. And that's part of the reason that I write. Yes. And if I can, <clears throat> if I can put the stuff out there that I'm interested in, get people who are interested in that stuff with me. And then, mm-hmm. you know, oh, people really like this found family stuff. I really like this found family stuff. What if I really lean into this found family and my brother's like, okay, let's be honest, it was going to happen anyway. But now I have people who like that with me. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's just a, it's a much easier much more fun way of doing all the stuff that you have to do anyway. It is. And readers can sense your passion and your authenticity. They know it. They're, they're, they're very smart and intuitive. So if you're not excited about what you're writing, how do you expect anyone else to kind of be excited about what you're writing? You know, so Kate there is a point. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Kate points yeah. out, you know, lots of days I hate work on, working on the book I'm excited about. <laughs> so you, you really, really don't want a project that you're not excited about. And it's not to say, and not to say that it doesn't get hard. I mean, like, I mean, the treasure hunting nun, like I had, okay, with my first book, Macario Scepter, I thought I had it nailed. I rewrote that Joker twice. I gave it to my editor, like, this is great. And she was like, no, 30K words need to go and a whole character, a whole character, a POV character. So every chapter that this dude was in had to go. So after crying about it for about two days, oh, and I had 30 days to turn around the new draft. Because that's when the second round was going. Yeah. So lots of tears, lots of cheesecake, lots of feeling sorry so for myself. All, so all, so all of that. All of that, right? All of that was happening. And then I said, okay, let's figure this out. And I promise you, it was like, I literally had no other option than to say, let's take this nun on a treasure hunting quest and see where this goes. Like, just throw it out there and see how it goes. You know, so I'm not saying that it's not hard. And I'm grateful because the story is, 10 times better. The character that I cut, I actually got to put back in the secret library. So that was fun. You know, so there was a whole character I didn't even have to really do or mess with. Do not he was like, throw away. We put in a file and save. Yes. Don't throw away a thing. And the new chapter that spawned the idea for the secret library was in that rewrite. So I wouldn't even have the follow-up book idea had I not gone through all of that. So does it get hard? <sighs> Absolutely. You know, just when you think you have it together and your editor will come to you in the nicest way ever and say, no, that's not it. (laughs) That's, you know, it's like, okay, but you learn a lot and know what to do the next time. So, but if I didn't love the idea and if I didn't love the story, I would have been like, you can keep those 30K words and the whole character, I'm out. Like I'm done, you know, so. Does it get hard? Yeah. But if you sit there and say, despite that it's hard, I still want to fix it or I still want to see where this story goes, then yeah, that's probably the the keeper right there. Yeah. Yeah. Kate's pointing out in the chat, you know, cutscenes are more content for our marketing. Bonus material. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Bonus material. Sometimes they can start a whole story. You know, there can be some backstory in that scene that you can flesh out and give it as your freebie for your newsletter. 
um, you know, or exclusive content if people pre-order the book and you can say, hey, you can get like the cut version, you can get all these extras. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do, but again, there's so many things, but your filter is your reader. Cause you know, we get shiny object syndrome, like nobody's business. There's 20 million things that I thought of today that I wanted to do. <laughs> it's just like, okay, this is cool, but what does the reader want? Like, I can say, I want to have a whole fantasy map and the reader is just like, I just want another scene with the treasure hunting nut and what you got. Like, <laughs> I could have spent all this money on this map, but they just want that chapter, yeah. you know? Yeah. So definitely yeah, understanding is. your reader makes things so much easier. And like you said, just keeps you focused because we And that can... content marking is a really cheap focus group. Like that's your test market that you get for mm-hmm. free as opposed to I put a book out and my mom bought it, you know, like, yeah. yeah. And so you can, it is, you know, just, it is. That's where, you know, playing with your brand early lets you it really you know, helps. As, exactly as you were saying, like I, I figured this out when I lost two people, not when, not when 20, when losing 20% was losing thousands. Like exactly, exactly. Early. You know, and Rhea's writers are really good at content marketing because we know how to tell a story. Like I've had to give presentations at my day job to corporate, like this is telling a story. Like, no, 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 the, the, the buy my stuff thing doesn't work. And here's why, let's take this person on a journey. And to them, it's like, this is mind boggling, but this is what we do as writers with our books all the time. You know, it's just a matter of now our hero is our reader. So how can I get my reader from not knowing me at all to that call of adventure, come with me on this quest, right? To the point of no return, like I was on the fence, but I'm not sure it has everything that I need, but I'm not sure if I want to pick up this book to the ending, they will buy whatever it is that you're selling. Like you don't have to do that hard sell to them anymore. Like they will buy whatever you're selling. And it's a journey. Sometimes that journey can be a couple of months, Sometimes it can be a couple of years. You know, I can't expect, like I say, hey, treasure hunting nun and the people on the chat were like, oh, that's interesting. I can't count them as buyers yet. Like I still have to, if you join my newsletter, you're going to get a a story about me. You're going to get, what was the book about? You're going to get three excerpts from the first book. Like I'm going to give you all of that stuff. Then you can kind of make the decision oh, wait, you're not sure? All right, cool. I'm a moody reader too, because my ideal readers are moody readers. Like we are very particular about what it is. All right, I'm going to lay out for you all of the things. And if this is up your alley, then to do that. And then if book two, you're not sure, I added two chapters of book two to the end of book one in the ebook. So understanding my reader and where they might be hesitant, where they might be like, I'm not sure. I don't want to be disappointed because we hate to be disappointed by, you know, overhyped stuff. So understanding that journey and then having that content there every step of the way, you know, is, is important. And like I said, there's 20 million things you can do. You can have a podcast, you can do a video, you can do IG, you can do Instagram, but it's all about what resonates with that reader. Like, is your reader on Instagram 24-7? Then yes, being on stories and, and commenting and chatting is wonderful. If they're more into video, do they commute on the way to work back and forth? So they're going to have 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes to listen to a podcast about book recommendations. Cool, then maybe a podcast is good for you. You know, so that'll kind of help you filter. That's why they say, where do I start? Your reader. Like, take months. Like, really just... <laughs> really, really take that time. Read the books that they're reading. Watch the shows that they're watching. Next month, before I get into editing, there are a whole bunch of C-themed books that I need to get back to reading because that's what everyone's talking about. So that way I can get in on the conversation. If I liked it, because you can't fake anything. So if I liked it, then yeah, we can geek out about it all day. If not, then you know what? Hey, I kind of had a thing about this or find the readers that had that same kind of problem you did. But it takes time. It's not something that's just going to be a magic, magic bullet. And it's going to be like, Hey, you know, it's, it's going to give you all of these readers and these buyers. So. Yeah. I want to touch on something that, you know, Kate points out in the chat. She says, I think I'm bad at this because I'm not that person for anyone else. I don't have a single auto buy author. And I, 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 I get this because that's me. Like, like 
I, I can bog myself down so fast by trying to think of how to market to me. And I think what I like, what I like about this kind of thing is I'm not trying to market to me. I, I'm not trying to, I'm just gonna enthuse. And, um, and then I would say too, like, don't, don't ever try to sell to yourself because you already know what you're doing, right? Like (laughs) pick somebody else, pick somebody else. Who's your, who's your person that you're targeting and, and market to them, right? Like, because the number of authors I know personally who are like, I hate newsletters, I don't read them, so I won't have one. And I'm like, but look how many millions of people who are not you who subscribe to them and like more than one of them, like they have money, <laughs> go talk to them. Listen, yeah, so. it's, it's, yeah, I, I hear that the, the newsletter thing a lot and me personally, I only read newsletters from my writer friends. And then again, I don't have to because I talk to them so often. I kind of know what they're doing anyways. Um, But the readers that are on my newsletter list, I've had my newsletter for quite a few years now. And open rate is consistently at, at, you know, 30 to 40%. You know, like people are opening it. Yeah, people are opening it. People are reading it. People are interested. I love getting emails back from people. And I've noticed that which I never would have figured out on my own. The people who email me are like 50, 60, 70 year old grandmas with grandchildren that are out the house and they're empty nesters and they're looking for stuff to read. I'm sitting here like, you guys are reading my stuff, you know? But <laughs> but they like newsletters because they're not gonna be on Instagram. They're not gonna be on Facebook. They're not gonna be looking at the latest TikTok video. They get their information from the emails and those are the ones that I hear from. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty neat. Had I not had a newsletter, I probably wouldn't have known that, you know? So. And you probably weren't picturing a 72-year-old no. writing that book. But you know what? Her check's cash, right? Like, take mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so, yeah, Kate's pointing out, or people who don't offer ebooks because they don't read ebooks. You know, they prefer paperbacks. And I, I actually just had a similar conversation about that today with somebody. Like, you know, yeah, it doesn't have to be just for you. Like, you're no. not just doing this just for you. Yeah. No. And you know what? Push come to shove. Test it for your first for one book. Just test it. Like you said, the numbers don't lie and they don't judge. Right. So test that and see if that's the case, because you won't really know unless you try it, unless you do it. And and having ebooks up is actually easier than having a paperback book. Right. So just see how that goes for your first launch. Track your numbers, you know, and you may be Surprised. I used to be the other way around. I used to be like, everybody wants an ebook. Nobody really wants a paperback from an author. They don't really know. And I did my little author snapshot about last week. And I'm like, I sold more paperbacks than ebooks this go around, which was shocking to me because the first book had were mostly ebooks. So I'm thinking, all right, they're going to have the same trend, but numbers don't lie. So I know next time, okay, if I want to do a special push for paperbacks, I know that it will probably work because I looked at my numbers from the last launch. So a lot, a lot of content. It all comes down to the data. It always comes down to the data. We just just need to do the data in pieces that are not scary, but yeah. 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 You know, and, and not be dig too deep in it. It's like, okay, you know, how many more followers did I get from this month to next month? Okay. So if it went up, what did I do this month that I didn't do last month? You know, okay, so let me do more of that one. It could be one thing. It could be putting questions at the top of your caption instead of at the end. It could be doing a flat lay instead of a shelfie. It, you know, it, it. you won't know unless unless you try it and, and test it out and see if it works. Yeah. yeah. And Bridger uh, is pointing out, you know, I'm not trying to market to me is such a hard and important lesson. And she mentions that, you know, she will never click on a sponsored link and hello, that is me. Like, I, 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 I will, I have also like, I don't buy things off end caps. You know, I am like a marketer's nightmare. Right. Um, but when she runs pay-per-click ads, she gets clicks. Yes. So, um, clearly, you know, other people are not her <laughs> and clearly no. like people pay big money for end caps because it sells to most people who are not named Laura. Right. <laughs> like, you know, there are, exactly. um, you know, go with, go with things that, uh, you know, it, it doesn't just have to be about me. It's a no, hard lesson I mean, that the world is not about me, but sometimes no. the world is not about me. 
And listen, I work in marketing, so I can see the strategy a mile away. I can see what you're doing with your emails. I can see, I'm, I, I look at commercials and I'm just like, wow, Google, that was smart. I'm not buying it though, but that was smart. Like, I like what you did there. Like, you know, I do that all of the time. I mean, it's so bad. I can look at a billboard and know, like, I've used that stock image before. That's not a real person. <laughs> I've used that stock image like two weeks ago for something else, you know, but the average lay person thinks, oh, well, that's, that's a real person. And she's what having a real image. Yeah, yes. yeah. She's using this prize. And I'm sitting here like, no, like that is just like the standard stock photo image model that she's <laughs> in 20 million things, you know? So I'm not the ideal person, but like you said, the lay, average lay person won't know that, you know, and if you truly connect with people at the end of the day, they will, they will buy. I I, I mean, this last launch, people bought pre-ordered the ebook and then went and got the paperback. That was mind boggling to me. Cause I'm like, why will people do that twice? I wouldn't do that twice. I'm only doing one at a time. But like you said, I'm not marketing to me. Right. I'm just like, right. okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to note it for next time. And see what we do with that. So, yeah, yeah, and and I think just <clears throat> excuse me, what you what you said about you know being open to try things, like just experiment a little bit, and you know it's it's not the end of the world. You're probably not going to lose all your fans if you take photos at a Dutch angle instead of straight on on Instagram for a week mm-hmm. or you know whatever. Like you'll know, just play with stuff and see see what happens. Yeah. So, and you don't need to be on social media twenty four seven either. You don't need to be posting 20 yeah <laughs> listen <me>. listen <laughs> oh my gosh just such a thing um what works for one person what works for one author may not necessarily work for you you know i i look at it this way i rather would post three quality thought-provoking fun posts a week than having that post like well i'm just throwing this up there i had no idea for a caption hope you have a good day bye like that's not, that's not engaging with anybody. That's not, you know, that's not doing anything. You know, the world goes on if you have to miss, you know, for whatever reason, a, a week or two. It's all about finding that consistency. So if your consistency looks like one to two times a week, I'd rather you consistently post one to two times a week for the next six to nine months than post four to five times for three weeks and then disappear for four months. Like, it's just like, you know, you have to do what works for you because at the end of the day, you have to have time to write. You have to have time to take care of yourself. You have to have time to just veg out and, and, and refill your creative well. I mean, it's, it's, it's super important. I mean, y- you have to have that time. And, you know, I don't have, I don't have like five hours a day every day to be on Instagram posting stuff, you know. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a single mom, right? I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old and I have a full-time job and I have to write the books and I have to market the stuff, you know, like I don't have time for that. I don't have time to be on Instagram. So instead, whatever I do post on Instagram is going to be the best pictures that I can take. Sometimes I'll get a photographer to help me to give me ideas. Like I hired a photographer for my launch and her pictures were gorgeous. And I'm like, oh, wait, let me try to do that, you know? And, and and, and I and I found like my groove and I found like what worked with my brand just by by doing that, you know, but I, I don't have the time. I wish I can be on Instagram lives and talk for three hours every day and take pictures of my food. I'm lucky to even eat. I mean, if you have kids, you understand. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I'm just happy I ate right now. You know, <laughs> you know so, so. so I'm just going to plug again for the for the concept of content marketing versus yes scary marketing um because you exactly what you're just saying like some people we have lives to live and obligations and day jobs and and all of that Mm -hmm. and if i have to sit down and come up with something that feels smarmy to me it's not going to happen right because i've got five ten minutes to to do this and I'm going to spend eight of those staring at the screen, wondering if I even want to try this. Right. Exactly. Where, but, but, oh, look, you know, here, here's a, here's a make fun of Boromir mem. Cruel. I'm in, you know, we're done. And, um, and, and that's going to get done. And I, I'm going to be able to keep up with that better. And then the other yes. thing too, with this is, you know, I was thinking about 
Um, and I've, on a number of occasions, I've found, you know, got a book from the library, liked the author, you know, went and went and tried to look up the person online and they have like two blog posts. One was from a year ago. <laughs> they have mm-hmm. three tweets and things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and all of them are very authory, but they're, but there's just nothing there. But it, do you know how many make fun of Boromir memes I can share in a year? Okay. <laughs> exactly. So that when somebody finds me, like there's a backlog of material. So I look yes. like I'm active, right? At ASL. Yes. I'm just, I'm just soapboxing here, but. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's consistency. It's, it's, it's showing up because a part of it too, is if you want your readers to show up for your books, you have to show up for them. They have to trust that you are going to, be there to post that content, whatever that content is. If they're looking forward to those memes, don't disappoint on those memes, you know, (laughs) like, you know, like deliver those memes if that's your thing. My latest thing is doing IG reels because my books have that very, like in my brain, like my big plan is to see them in a movie. So I do like little mini movie trailers. I'll find like an Indiana Jones soundtrack because a reader compared that to that. Pirates of the Caribbean, I'll find that and make a little 30 second reel. And that to me is one fun. Like I, I love doing that. And two, the content works. I'm like, I check the numbers and I'm like crossing my fingers. I hope this fun thing works. I really like doing this fun thing. It, it's working, you know? So it's just being definitely being consistent because yes, we have lives and we do have to write the books, right? Because you don't want to write one book and then it's like, okay, I can't write the second book because I'm up here playing on Instagram with y'all. Like, no, y'all need to, you need to, to work on that. That was personal. Um. (laughs) Oh, no, trust me. My, my, my scrolling is, is ridiculous, but I'm on like a two week break. My edits are coming back like on Friday. So my playtime will be over shortly and I'll be back in the hole, but I'll still have the same schedule though. Like I also have, you know, three Instagram posts a week. My email runs on complete automation. So all of those excerpts and things that I told you guys about, that's all email. It's one and done. It's running. It's in the background. It's God bless. I don't have Yeah. I don't have to worry about a thing. People are coming in and they they're being taken care of. So I don't have to worry about that, you know? So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's important, but it all starts with the reader guys. Like you can't do any of the cool stuff unless you know the cool stuff that your reader likes. And I, I'm going to just like expand on that for just, just a second. Like, how, how do I want to say this? Go find, go find the people who like your cool stuff. Don't try to reinvent you and your book to match somebody else's cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I think yeah. sometimes there's some pressure online yep. in certain author communities to be like, yeah, well, this YA trope is really big right now. So go, go push your book into that. And like, but that's not the thing that I like, you know, so it's going to make it harder for you to do. So. Yeah. And that's when it pays to really have an editor that you can really lean on. I mean, my, my editor checks me all the time. Like I'll be like, Oh, I want to do all the cool things, you know, especially with the secret library. I was just like, Oh, we can do this and we can do that. And she was like, focus on the nun. The nun, the jungle, monsters. That's it. Just keep it straightforward. Don't get complicated. No, that's enough. Yeah. Nun, yes. jungle, mon- like, yeah. that's plenty. Monsters. We're good. That's it. That's it. She's like, you have like 20 million other books you still have to write. You don't have to put all the things in it. Just, you know. And I'm just like, okay, that's, you know, but you need that reminder. You need that community of, of writers that you really get along with and understand where you are on your journey the struggles that you have, you know, my writer friends, we're all basically kind of in the same boat. We, we have, you know, multiple book projects. Sometimes it gets complicated and hairy and sometimes we need somebody else to say, stop complicating the thing. Like I liked A, B, and C to stick with that, you know? So that's when it pays to have that outside help to kind of just reel that in a little. You know, it's just, you don't have to throw in all the things in book one. You don't have to, you have plenty of time. I don't know what that's like. (laughs) I I don't either. Listen, I don't either. That's why I literally plan all of my books out. So I can just take all of the wonderful ideas. Okay, I have this idea. All right, I'm gonna put this in like book seven. I'm just gonna stash that away. Knowing it'll probably get changed by the time we get there, but it just makes me feel better. So I don't feel like the idea is totally wasted because it'll end up in the draft. And then my editor is gonna be shaking her head like... (laughs) 
<laughs> I told you, keep it simple. <laughs> but honestly, keep it like what we said earlier about never throw stuff away, like that is how I get myself to cut things because I can't just delete this. But if I yeah. cut it and save it over here, it's not gone, right? Yes. Like I didn't delete it. So it's okay to cut it from here because I still have it for the future, even if I never use it for the future. It's, yeah. it's the mental game that works for me. So yeah. It's there. It's there. And and all of these things that we're talking about, your writer journey, readers want to hear about it. I didn't think so either. Like, it's like, who wants to hear about? But you'll be surprised about how many people are just inspired by, you know, just the process of writing a book. Because at the end of the day, how many people that we know that says, hey, I want to write a book and they never write a book. So just the fact of writing it and finishing it is like major accomplishment. We may not feel it. But to the outside world, outside of our little bubble, that is like a huge accomplishment. So really talking about what it took to get to that book. And then there are writers who are not as far along as you are, who are maybe still working on the first draft and and say, you know, look, yeah, I had to cut 30K from a draft. And it was like, oh my God, like, yeah, it was rough. But look now at the book it's 20 times better but i understand the the heartache of thinking that you have the story like nailed down and it's so there i cut 50k from shard and shield which which still published at 140k so like you can imagine what the heck it was and um but yeah it's just the you know when 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 uh, you know writers are posting, they're like, "Well, my my books." They say my book's too long, but there's nothing I can cut. I'm like, "Oh, I bet you Honey, can." There is. <laughs> Honey, there is. Yeah, I didn't see, think a, I could either, but yeah, yeah. And I'm a lean writer. See, my my books come in between seventy five and eighty. So you cut thirty, dude. That's a third of the flipping book, and you're like, "What am I supposed to be doing now?" Like, there's this big hole. Treasure hunting none. All right, cool. And and and. <laughs> done it, it, it's and done that was, that, was plan. Plan. that was a good it was plan. the most beautiful mistake ever so that's why I can't stay mad at my editor because I'm like if it wasn't for you she wouldn't be in there so it's it's fine it, it's cool yeah. it's cool yeah. so okay so we are kind of at time which is amazing because I feel like we could totally keep going I don't know what you were you booked for the rest of the week like I'm no um and um so give us a a quick little wrap up on where we can find you and what you have for us and I know because you have two websites so give us the rundown yeah okay so you can find me for all of my content marketing stuff and um the newsletter freebie that she talked about and um my podcast which I have about 30 episodes and it kind of walks you through questions about learning about who your ideal reader is, kind of taking them on that journey. So like the 3X structure actually break down like content strategy with that 3X structure. I talk about different types of content from blogs to video, which one should you do, which should you not do? Um, Slight spoiler, it depends on your reader. (laughs) Slight spoiler. But I have all of that there. And then as far as my fiction work, you can find me at mmcgriff.com. And I'm also on Instagram a lot, at least until my edits come back. So for the most part, you can hit me up. Yeah, like I, I let myself have some Instagram playtime now. Um, I'm at uh, MJ underscore You made responsible adult choices about when you have Instagram time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I give myself tight deadlines on purpose because it's like, yeah, you have to turn in this draft on X date because you put down your deposit on the editor to book your slot. So you kind of have to do it. So. Um, but you can find me there at MJ underscore McGriff. I'm there like all the time. And, and I just love talking in, in DMs and people asking questions about strategy and all that good stuff because it's fun for me. So, yeah. Yeah, that. Bridger, she has a podcast. Podcast is, I think, currently on hiatus for the moment, but there is a yeah. ton of great content. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I filmed it for a year. Yeah, and, and it basically came down to <laughs> I only had time for either writing or the podcast. And it had to come down to the writing. Freaking 24 hours, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I was I was homeschooling two kids. I had books on deadline and I'm just like, okay. But I so did, homeschooling, you know, single mom, full-time job, writing books, making a pot. I, geez, Margaret, pull it together. I know, some, I know, I know I'm such a on. slacker. Yeah, I know I'm such a slacker. 
Um, but there is a lot of great content on the um, on the podcast, and I, I definitely will be making a push this summer to get on more podcasts to talk about it because I just feel like you know it's still stuff out there to share and talk about, and I just like helping people. I really do. I really do. Marketing doesn't Sorry. have to be scary. I'm jumping over to paste your links again because for whatever reason my bot that was supplying the links died. So now both of you are on vacation. Are in the chat again. Yeah, I did. He's like, I'm off for Instagram. Bye. Yeah, he's um, like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so yeah, the, both of those links should be in the chat. And if you're catching this in the podcast later, if you can hear the sound of my voice, check the show notes. They will be in there as well. So okay. Perfect. Well, uh, that is our hour and I'm sad, but maybe we can have you back at some point because Oh, was, absolutely. Uh, a lot of fun. And uh, maybe you can come and talk to us about newsletters. Oh, I can talk about that all day. Yeah, I can talk and about I need that. somebody right. to talk about that all day because I yeah. am in the <laughs> I am in the I I know newsletters are good. I see the good that they do. I like doing them three times a year and then we, yeah, okay. So, okay. Shyred Fox says, this has been so great. Thank you. Thanks for passing Aww. that on. And uh, Fifi found the links and Joe. Oh, hi, Joe. I didn't see you in the chat before. Welcome. Uh, welcome now that we're ending. And um, so, <laughs> but Joe says, thanks. So, um, so yeah, so we will, um, yeah, check out, check out her links, grab her freebies and her podcast and all, all kinds of good info for creative types in there. And then, yeah, we might we might get you back so you can personally coach me through newsletters while other people oh, listen. And <laughs> I would love that. I'm, t- I'm telling you, newsletters, newsletters, and email are seriously. It's so much fun, guys. It's it's like writing a story, honestly. And all the little bots do all the complicated stuff for you. It's really not that that complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really uh, so, in all seriousness, we will we will book that in the future. So, guys, look forward Absolutely. to that. And you have more thanks coming in in the chat from PJ oh. and people. So, um, so yay. yay! Thanks, thanks, guys. Um, I'm sorry. I really never did my pause. Does anybody have questions for Margaret? Because I totally monopolized her for the last no, hour. So that's totally fine. As my, yeah, ask questions. My kids are being entertained downstairs by my aunt. So this is like oh, my excellent. only like so, me time. Yeah, so I, yeah. I don't have anybody standing over my shoulder waiting for this computer either. So if there are questions, go ahead and throw them in the chat. Otherwise we will wrap and then I will book with Margaret for some point in the future. Yeah. So yeah, and definitely let, drop those we questions. We will let the chat have time to roll around with the delay. Yay, live streaming. <laughs> this will be a little interpretive dance uh, while this goes on. So, you know. <laughs> so, Make some coffee, have lunch. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shy, Shy Red Fox says you're looking forward to the uh, what I think is the newsletter episode. So, yeah, I think we should definitely, definitely do that. So, okay. Absolutely. Um, well, let's go ahead and wrap. And um, this will be out uh, for replay on YouTube and in the podcast in a few days. And, um, yeah, guys, uh, check the show notes if you if you haven't seen the links already. And uh, all kinds of fantastic info. And then we will awesome. see you. What is next week? I have no idea. I have a calendar for this. Because Dude, I don't I have no, these things. I have no idea either. I've lost all concept of time. It's like I hit book launch and it's like, don't ask me what day it is anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I lost a book. I don't remember. Oh, so we have a, a, a quick question. Like, yes, this sure. could be an entire episode. But can we get the nutshell version of newsletters as stories? Uh, newsletters as stories. So every part of a story has about, has like three acts, right? So you want to kind of think of it as you're going to have your intro. So you kind of set the tone for your story. So like my newsletters, I always start out with something personal because to me, the email is something that's personal between me and the sender. It's not like a blast. It's like, we're, we're here to chat. So it's always going to be something personal. Then keep them kind of informed, give them something of value right? Like kind of keep them along. So you can still put pieces of you in there, but always keeping them in mind. So that's kind of how you're delivering the story. It's kind of like how, yes, this character is going on a journey, but you know, the reader's there too. So kind of balancing both between, you know, a little bit of you and giving stuff to them. And you want to give more stuff to them because when book launch come, it's going to be more about you and then you won't feel crabby about it. So that's short version. <laughs> of that. So I hope that answered your question. 
That was a that was a really good like taking a whole huge semester of material <laughs> and compressing it. I'm I am impressed. So um, yeah. So uh, real quick, I don't have I truly don't remember what's going on next week in the in in the show in the stream. I have no idea, but I know two weeks out is the uh, subscribers and crowdfunding and subscriptions and all of that, and we have so many people coming in to talk about that from all different levels and all different, um, you know, like some people do stories and some people do art and some, you know, lots of different, uh, things. So it'll be a really good cross section and I'm going to be, I'm just going to let them talk while I take notes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so everybody come back for that. I believe that's on the 18th. So, um, Margaret, thank you so much for coming. I really thank you for having me. This was fun. We have to do this again. Yeah, because I need your newsletter coaching. So, okay. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. All right. And then thanks, everybody. Uh, we will see you all next Tuesday. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find details on the weekly live stream, upcoming guests and topics, subscription and support information, and more at lauravab.com. Your shares, reviews, and support are very much appreciated. Until next time.